Unique awesome. New York. Do, do you ever do vocal exercises before record? <laughs> nope. Nope. You're just going to How now? People just. Well, do one with me. Come on. How now? Brown cow. How now? Brown cow. How now? Brown cow. Oh, 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 wow. Whoa. Oh, dude, you got some work to do, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Uh, no time for that this week because I have a really, really long week. Uh, in case you guys are wondering, not a full episode this week. Kind of weird, I know. Just a little, little five-minute thing. I want to let you know what I'm up to with my life for some reason. I don't know if you care or not, but anyways, got a lot of people in town in Dallas, so didn't have a lot of time to make a full episode to like, like record, produce, and edit a full episode. So I decided to just come up with this five-minute thing just to keep you guys posted, essentially on what is happening in, in the business world. As you guys know, I am your this week once again your less gracious host, doing it alongside my good friend and favorite drinking buddy. Uh, what was that name again? Yours. Uh, James Goldwater. What's going on, man? Yeah, not a whole lot, man. Congratulations. Vix is above 24. At least last I checked it was. Um, I know. I get, to, I get to be gracious. Yeah. Plus, the reason it's above 24. Like, it's pretty mesmerizing. Know, I'll just start flat out with like, yeah. well, three straight, three, yeah, three straight days the markets are down in the U.S. But also, just for me, Bitcoin not doing well does make me happy. Well, I mean, what's that uh, old adage that the, the cows are coming home to roost or whatever? Is this Are, are these the cows coming <laughs> home to roost? Well, I was going to say, what it is? This, this might actually be someone in the crowd going, that guy's naked because the yeah. emperor has no clothes. And usually when you have no clothes, you're naked. So... You know, that's that's essentially like the main thing that's going on. I mean, it seems like every time I turn on CNBC or every time I open up CNBC.com or any sort of Bloomberg, Yahoo Finance, whatever it is, it's always something about Bitcoin or Dogecoin or Ethereum. And, you know, today is Wednesday, May 19th. If you hear this on not Wednesday, May 19th, uh, I maybe, just, it, maybe things took off tomorrow. Yeah, I, don't know. I just want you to know today, at least, uh, as we've observed the markets, Bitcoin kind of took a nosedive. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm not a Bitcoin hater. To me, it made no sense. To me, if you're honest with the fact that you bought Bitcoin because you felt like it was a gamble. I can respect uh, that. I can respect that. Uh, I just don't see it as a viable currency because what kind of currency loses 25% of its value in one day and it regains it? 30%, yeah. Yeah, oh, 30%, it's, it's yeah, exactly. So today, Bitcoin went from what? 40, it started at what, like 42, 43-ish? Maybe even lower? Mm-hmm. And it went down to below 30,000, went back up. This is all in one trading session, mind you. Went back yep. up to 40,000. And obviously, you know, Bitcoin doesn't stop trading. So I don't know what it's at I, now. I, think it's, I think the market but, closed at about 38. Yeah, it was, it's pushing 39. Just shy of 39, I think. Yeah. Um, to me, it just says, uh, for that store of value question of is this a currency, the answer is clearly no. <laughs> I mean, if you timed the market wrong today, you could have lost, I mean... Ten thousand dollars versus if you'd held you you're only down two on yeah, paper. Yeah, I mean, but think of it this way: you could have, if you timed it correctly as well, you could have shorted it at forty two or whatever it was. Bought yeah. back in for me, it would have been um, I, I don't know. Coinbase can't be doing well since their their stock price is based on on crypto. Yeah, so Coinbase had a terrible day. Riot Blockchain had a terrible day, a, a just horrendous day. Um, I don't even know. I last I saw Riot Blockchain was down ten percent. Uh. Today was just a cash off day in the markets, mainly the NASDAQ and the Dow. S&P was just more of just, it was more just rotation out of more expensive names into cheaper names. But Dow, NASDAQ, as you all yeah, know, I, you know, I, I think you're seeing people moving out of tech. You got, you have Powell saying, uh, well, the free ride might be over soon yeah. if market keeps going the way it is, which to me, it's really interesting that there's this, this very strong, like, oh, we may have to raise rates at the same time as you hear like a lot of small businesses going like, we can't find workers. 
And it's like, what? Yeah, so that's one. Like, I don't know what Powell said today, but he said he hinted that, uh, you know, lately he's been really endorsing very econ friendly. Oh, yeah. Policies. Well, I think. I mean, today, I, he, he, like, if you want to just summarize what he said, he's reconsidering that. He's reconsidering lifting the ease of those policies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think that's, I think that's, he's looked at what has happened. So he, huh? buying bonds at the rate that the Fed's been buying bonds oh, and pumping money into the markets at the rate the Fed's been pumping money into markets through, through different lending programs and everything else made sense. It made sense a year ago today yeah. when there was no light. Like when we were lost in a dark cave and it was the only source of light. Right, but we, exactly. we see the light and we're, and we're getting into the point where it's not just a pinprick on the horizon. It's yeah, I mean, And I think he's at a point where he's like, well, I said 2023, 2024, not knowing exactly. that the tunnel was a lot shorter than we thought. Yeah, and you know. people are starting to see like things are coming back. Like one of the things that happened this week, you know, one of the stories that happened this week that I saw this week in a ton was a lot of states are starting to cut unemployment because they're trying to get people to go back to work. Yeah, that's it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to politicize that, you know, because granted, every single state that has proposed that they're going to cut unemployment benefits from the federal government, all of those states are all Republican states. Now, we have to ask yourself, yeah. is bono, who benefits, right? Do the workers benefit? Do the businesses benefit? Do both benefit? Yeah, even. so um, that's what you have to ask yourself. You know, I'm not the judge or jury on that. I'll let you be the judge or jury on that. But, you know, that's something that a lot of Republican states think, you know what, like these unemployment benefits, uh, they're not helping with this labor shortage. So, you well, know, as I've harped consistently, it's not a labor shortage, labor shortage at, at that price. price. Right, exactly. Right? So it's not, it's, there's plenty of labor out there if you're willing to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, but how do you lower it's, the price um, of labor? You make not working, well, the, you make the life for people that aren't working a little bit tougher and you make the life for people that are working a little bit easier. Yeah, which I mean, in my response, that is that doesn't that doesn't make the workers life any. it doesn't make labor's life any right. better. And it doesn't inherently make the business's life any better either. It, of course it, not. It just means that they can produce. But it, I don't yeah, know. But, it, so the, I mean, but that is both sides of the coin, right? So there's that where, you know, yeah. you're forcing people to go back to work that don't necessarily want to go back to work, that don't necessarily have that workers that they have a good workers attitude. And then at the same time, it's like, well, but if they stay at home, like, for instance, this last week, and I tried to go to Waffle House, I tried to eat at Waffle House, they didn't let me in because they're like, we don't have enough workers. You can only order to go. And I was like, man, that's really sad. Yeah, but, no, I get, I get it. It's it's different when you're not there. But right. I don't know what Waffle House is paying I, I, off the top of my head. I know. OK, let's put it this way. McDonald's corporate stores, which is about 5% yeah. of the stores in the U.S., yeah. they've gone to a $15 an hour minimum wage. Right. Will, the, will their franchises follow suit? I can't promise that they will. But, well, but they'll yeah they'll the, look they'll look to that McDonald's like the the five percent mm-hmm. McDonald's and they'll be like you know what that's an example I want my franchise to be successful I you know if there's a corporate McDonald's nearby your like close to your franchise yeah it's going to have a better staff than yours right it's going so, to when they're paying you know, more than federal minimum wage they're paying more than twice minimum wage just to work there right, they're so, going to have better employees than you more motivated employees than right. you. So well, there's that Chipotle is doing the same exact thing, right? Chipotle Which went we the same way last week, uh, mm-hmm. and then Amazon, Amazon, seventeen. Yeah, well, they're so they're hiring seventy five thousand transportation workers. Starting workers out, for seventeen dollars an hour. Starting, starting wage seventeen dollars an hour plus benefits, obviously, because Amazon can afford benefits very easily. Oh yeah, uh, and one thousand dollar hiring bonus. So yeah. how do you com- if you're a small business? How do you compete with that? That's a good right? question. It's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. hard for if you if you are a single small business, it is hard to compete with that. Right. You may have to wait until the market stabilizes before you can. Yeah. Uh, you have to wait for your business to improve from the th- theoretical increased wages of others spending at your store before you can afford to hire new staff. But what it boils down to is, if you look at a lot of these places, they're saying flat out, 
We're going to have to raise prices. We're going to have to raise salaries. Yep. We're just going to. Yep. Mostly specific, except this is not transitory. <laughs> it's funny. This is not transitory inflation. Yep. It is here to stay because almost all these corporations are sitting here going, well, we're going to have to raise prices. We're going to have to yep. pay salaries. Well, and, uh, and we'll see too, because like I, you know, a lot of people say like, well, you know, if wages are a sign of inflation, which I do think they are, but at the same time- No, inflation's a sign of wages. It's the other way. Everyone who thinks, oh, inflation's the sign or inflation's the cause. No, exactly. inflation's the sign. It's the, it's the symptom. There's well, something else. Well, but, but it can go both ways. Like I, I've argued that if wages just go up and obviously it's, it's more impactful the other way around, but I think if wages do go up, inflation will accelerate. Well, follows. But at the same time, you know, like inflation has gone up in the sense that like rent has gone up over the last 20 years, much faster than mm-hmm. wage growth has. Oh, yeah. Prices of all commodities. What's yeah. what's the best side well, of inflation? Commodity prices. Uh, so, yeah. you know. Well, pri- prices have gone up. Prices have gone up. Rent's gone yeah, up. Everything has um, gone up except for I mean, wages have gone up, but not nearly as much as inflation, not nearly as much as prices of everything else. So that's why I feel like, you know, wage growth wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, right? No, I think, you know, my view is we've finally, we've gotten to a point where they've, they've cut costs. You know what I mean? They've got, they've, they've raced to the bottom and we're at, and we got to the bottom. And it, it's now it's a point where people won't they were like, yeah, we're not happy to be here. But it, it's, it's, it kind of goes back to a lot of people that, like people who would sit here and say, like, well, if you don't like working for minimum wage, go get a better job. If you don't like being a server, go get a better job. Yeah, exactly. Well, they yeah. did. Yeah, it's like in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> they don't want to be taken advantage like of. Reservoir Dogs, learn to type. Well, I learned to type. Now, where's my opportunity now that I know how to type? Well, it's not there because everybody yeah. else knows how to type now. So that's great. That's the crazy thing. Uh, retail numbers, I also want to say. Yeah, Target um, was wild. Yeah, Target and Home Depot. Home Depot, obviously, I mean, retail giants, I feel like, have done so well pivoting um, and just kind of mending their businesses and being fluid uh, with adapting to the pandemic, especially Home Depot. Home Depot killed earnings. Target, uh, which was today or yesterday or today or whatever. I told it was. it was yesterday, but they were up Maybe 20-something, almost 30%, yeah, wasn't it, was, it? Yeah, so I think it was after the bell yesterday. And yeah, they absolutely killed it top and bottom line everything the stock shot through the roof today home depot top and bottom line amazing and guess what happened to their stock it went down so i, I don't get well, why I, I don't get why hd went down but then again their their stock has seen so much growth in the last yeah 18 months. i think i think so there's so. there's kind of two factors i think it's the tie and i think even what they were saying with target is people love that curbside pickup that target's offering yeah. and for home depot i think it's that in, go in contrast to what we've been saying just now is people are going back to work, so they're not able to sit at home and do their projects anymore. Right. So, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, one, they're not able to sit at home and do the project, but two, they're, they're, they're like, well, I can't hire someone and just make, keep an eye on them like when they're redoing my patio, right? Or stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. And I think part of it was like the, you know, the rising commodity prices, like we talked about a million times, mm-hmm. aluminum, lumber, copper, all that kind of stuff going yeah, all on. Of it. <laughs> I don't think that's very, that, that's not optimistic for Home Depot. Uh, I'm not saying it's detrimental to them, but it's not optimistic. So yeah, yeah. and that's the thing is people are looking forward with this. Yeah. Um, uh, I then, guess the last point I've kind of got before I have to run because I do have to go to work tonight. Oh, yeah, I, I just have to leave in a few minutes. Well, yeah, I got a baseball game to catch, but yeah. go on. While, while these, Brad, while the, the funny thing for me is that while like markets in the U.S. have re- responded to very strong retail numbers, uh-huh. China's retail numbers were were garbage last week when they came out. I think they said they said they, well, they were seven they were se- up seventeen percent. Domestic retail numbers, but they were but expected, they expected to, be to be up, up like, twenty five, almost just shy of twenty five percent. So they were 25? off by, by a little more than seven percent, actually. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Yeah, so, but <laughs> I mean, then again, like our April numbers were terrible. It's just like yeah, individual but, giant retailers like Target, and Home Depot, absolutely have, have pulled us uh, along. But what I'm right. saying is like is that is that the Chinese Chinese numbers to me it's very interesting because they're saying they say like 
no, we're back. We're back where we were. We're doing great. We're doing great. And it's like, hang on. Right. I don't think you are. Yeah, but exactly. it makes sense because if you look at if you look at how how China's fiscal stimulus for its people worked, it was all last year. They have not. Had, so, it was all in 2020. They haven't had a penny in 2021. So they're so. well spent, and that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they're well. It's. I mean, they would. It would take something new, but it seems like they've depleted right, that. Yeah. That. Well, that's pretty mm-hmm. fascinating. Now it's. So it'd be interesting to see to watch, especially at a time where they where they've been November December through now. They're kind of declaring yeah. they've got some pretty intense trade policy, especially with Australia and some other Asian Pacific nations. Right, and on the bright side, at least they've laid down the hammer on Bitcoin. So yeah, that too. On that note, I say that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. On that note, on that note, I, I got a on that note, we'll make fun of Bitcoin more next week. Yeah, I got a bounce. <laughs> um, it was fun catching up with everybody. Yeah, cheers, guys. And with that said, uh, I guess you know. At John Canonical, dear UNKOMICL, and uh, play chess that checkers, stop bragging, only just say, and uh, what's that last thing? Stay drunk canonical, guys, obviously. Duh. Clearly, Clearly, right? Serious, man. Gosh. A Huda Media Production.